3: This is a view from the bridge, official podcast of the Belfast Giants for kingdomofthegiants.com. Today's Thursday, 2nd of November, 2024. 2024? 2023? I'm jumping ahead here. My name is Patrick Smith. Delighted to be joined by Mr. Majemsi for a special pre recorded edition yeah. of the show where we're going to discuss tonight's announcement of the 2024 Friendship 4. Yep. Now, how are you doing, Mitty? Right? Not too bad, thank you. Good, good. Now, of course, we speak in the wake of last Saturday's tragedy in Sheffield and it goes without saying our love, support and condolences go to the Johnson family, with the the, the Panthers, the Steelers, and all affected by it was a horrible accident. Um, an event that sadly affected so many of us, but ultimately has led to the terrible loss of a talented player, person and friend. Um, this will be something that we pay proper attention and respect to on our normal Tuesday show next week. But for now, our heartfelt thoughts and prayers go out to all involved. Tonight at, well, it's 7.30 p.m. in Belfast, 3.30 p.m. in Boston, where four universities have been announced as contending the 2024 edition of the NCAA Friendship Four in Belfast. Boston University return following their 2018 appearance, and they're joined by three new names on the Friendship Four roster. Harvard, never heard on, Merrimack, and the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, Notre Dame. <laughs> Notre Dame's the first university of the Big Ten conference to partake in the event and signals a further evolution of this wonderful competition into a staple of the NCAA hockey calendar. Um, but this announcement comes hand in hand with the release of Ring the Bell, a book recounting the history and success of the Friendship Four, co-authored by Jude Britannia, former commissioner of Hockey East, and our own Robert Fitzpatrick. Now, shortly, Davy and I will discuss what all this means, and we'll hear from Jeff Baum about his experiences in the Friendship Four. Uh, but first, we have a few interviews. Um, first up, we're here. We'll hear from the Odyssey uh, Trust CEO Robert Fitzpatrick and Jan's head of, head of hockey operations Steve Thornton, and then
4: we'll have a chat with the aforementioned Joe Bertagna. And we're back again, live from Boston with the the main man himself robert robert it's this time of year again and we're really blessed to be able to be announcing another friendship for
5: delighted david um you know that i'm passionate about this tournament and the benefits that it brings to our club so um we're going to be uh in the in the august halls of the state house this morning in boston um with uh, 50 or 60 of our guests um and to tell them about the next iteration of both the women's series. And the men.
4: Robert, feel the dream stuff here. Like 10 years plus ago, we talk about, we'll show some NCAA hockey on the screens and McCools. Then you have these ideas. And here we are 10 years later. It was 2014 when Marty Walsh came to Belfast and said he was sure. bringing the bean pot to Belfast, caused a bit of a firestorm. The bell pot sure. was born. And here we are 10 years later, organi- or announcing a new one.
5: I think that's the genuine expression that um, our friends here have. Where they're 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 sort of going. My God, who would have thought all those years ago that you would be bringing, you know, twenty schools to Belfast that you'd have sold out buildings that you'd be winning competitions that you'd have um, schools now right across the Americas wanting to to come and talk to you about playing in Belfast. It's 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 the stuff of dreams, as you said, Debbie. But you know, a lot of hard work, a lot of pressure and the flesh, a lot of commitment of we can do and we will do and our american friends get that and they understand that principle and they return it in spades so it's it's a wonderful thing for our club
4: before we go on to talk about 2024 friendship four you're a dad of a guard i'm a dad of girls coach sitting beside you there dad of girls the friendship series so important to elevate the, the women's game in northern Ireland.
5: without a shadow of a doubt um i think that uh the girls of Northeastern and Clarkson and Merrimack and Quinnipiac have showed us that the skill level uh, of those ladies when they come to play, they, the way that we do it in front of the two Giants game is a unique way of promoting the women's game and showing women that they can participate every bit as much as well as the men can at Thanksgiving. And I'm delighted to say that this year another two schools are adding themselves to the, the roster of the schools that have played in Belfast and we're having the ladies of Providence and Princeton coming in January, I think it's the fifth and sixth, to play uh, the Women's Friendship Series again. So I'm absolutely delighted about that.
4: And then that's focus on Thanksgiving 2024. Wow. He's gonna give us the lineup?
5: Yeah, I think, I think this year, I think this year, um, I'm particularly pleased about this year because we've achieved something that Steve and I have been talking about for a number of years. Um, apart from, so Merrimack uh, from Hockey East, haven't been to Belfast, their women have been to Belfast, but they haven't been to Belfast. So Merrimack are coming for the first time. Um, Boston University, Steve's old, old alma mater, are coming back. Uh, we've managed to snare Harvard at last. Harvard have never been to Belfast, Harvard are coming. But the one that excites me the most is that for the first time we've gone outside the Hockey East and the ECSC conferences and we've invited Notre Dame to come to Belfast, and Notre Dame are coming. So as as is our wont in the State House today, we have the four representatives with the four jerseys doing the full announcement uh, in front of the um, in front of our guests. And uh, I'm very very pleased because it's testament to all of the work that we've done uh, to make the test to make the tournament success, and all of the work we've done to make Belfast an incredibly welcoming city. It also means, of course, that we've now got another conference that we can potentially. In, in in the next couple of years recruit out of so i'm delighted all
4: roads well you've been hockey east in ecac for for the whole thing of it you? now you've got big ten someone like you will be very pleased to bring the fight in iris to belfast
5: absolutely and not only that but we've got another friend uh you would have known that steve hagwell had retired after the last yep. one and uh, the new ecac commissioner is doug christensen so yep. Doug, uh we're gonna do and, and steve will be at that will be at the state house today for the announcement and Steve and I intend to sit down. Steve, Steve and I intend to sit down with them when we're finished to plan the next couple of iterations in twenty-five and twenty-six. So we keep rolling there It's 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 just it's a it's a it's a powerful thing. It's something that I think is good for our city. It's good for our country, and I think it's something that we need to continue to pursue.
4: Is it something we can get the coach to come in and have a couple of comments on there? Is he? Yeah. he
5: can't.
4: Well, oh, you can pass the question on to him then. Um... Yeah, I'll
5: pass the question on to him.
4: The 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 question I would have about the about the Friendship Four especially, Robert, would be, it's changed our league, it's changed the Elite League. Ten years ago, our Elite League had, it wasn't a retirement home, that's disrespectful, but we were getting players at the tail end of their careers, coming in for one last hurrah, they were doing their Masters or whatever. Now we're getting kids coming out of college, players that have played in the Friendship Four, doing their Masters at the start of their careers and starting their career off in the elite league.
2: Yeah, we, um, I mean, that's been a huge advantage of, of having the venture forward, being able to get the younger guys focusing on, on getting their master's degree before um, they get to the end of their career. Because at the end of their career, generally life gets a little bit busier. So guys are trying to pick that box. And, and it just seems across across the world that the, the hockey players are, are retiring earlier now as well. So a lot of guys just want to get it done. So it, it's great to be in a position where we're progressing players, both, in with their life after hockey and on to other leagues in europe that essentially pay more so these guys now see it like uh, when they're at the peak of their career uh, they come across and and they they potentially are coming to us earlier and helping bouncing them on so for us that's part of what we are, are extremely proud of you know we're, we're not only progressing guys in life after hockey we're also progressing guys on to leagues that uh, you would be deemed as, as, as higher paying leagues in Europe.
4: Is it giving you uh, a different angle to look at recruitment? You know, looking at the, in the past at the Jim Van Der Meers, the Paddy Dwyers, these guys that were coming to the end of their stellar careers, coming for one season maybe in Belfast. Now you've got U Sports, all your NCAA contacts that you're able to go and,
2: and delve oh, into. absolutely. Absolutely. And not, not only the players that, that get a chance to see it because, you know, like our job in the summer is, is to sell, sell the city, sell the team, sell what we do. Uh, and, the, and, and these guys now become our champions and ambassadors. So we've had a lot of players that have come and played uh, in Teal that haven't played in the Friendship for, but like they may have been pushed over the edge by somebody that was here who talked about how great it was, how welcome uh, the place it is, how great the arena is, how good of our setup. Um, so it, it's helped us in, in many, many ways. And it's a big reason why we've had success over the last five years.
4: And I know that with the advent, especially over the last 10 years, social media is so much more important now even than it was 10 years ago when you've got the likes of Jackie Gendron sort of going far around Belfast and what she's actually doing is helping to sell Belfast to you to that sort of level of players that probably follow her and her husband
2: exactly you know the more people we tell uh, I look at like early days we were a bit of a, a hidden gem you know people came here and I think they were surprised how great the city was and how good the team is and how good the league is and and how great the, the you know the the apartment and all that kind of stuff. In terms of like the, the, the things we tell people, but you know, now you can see it. You know now now there's a lot, an opportunity for, for players to, to see it online on socials, and we, we, we develop like videos and stuff like that that we can put on players players screens that gives them a taste of what they have coming. Um, and then when when other people uh, talk good about what we have here, not us, because they're expecting us to sell, it, it's actually more meaningful so for, for us that stuff is huge that's,
4: that's my Belfast Giants stuff out of the way back to Friendship for 2024 Is so it's going to be BU coming back Notre Dame coming you're obviously going to be excited about this iteration
2: I'm supposed to be neutral David
4: <laughs> no come
2: on <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very excited about it yeah, it's, always, it's always good to see the Terriers in action um, I, guess I have a little bit of soft spot for them uh, they look like they got a good team this year they got some I mean, incredibly uh, uh, talented youngsters, you know, possibly the first overall, overall pick in the draft this year the being regarded right now, and then, among, and then a whole bunch of, of top picks. But same with Notre Dame; they play in, in the Big Ten, which is you know, a conference of powerhouses, and, and uh, we, we think that just their their traveling support will, will kind of change the feeling in the arena of that tournament as well. So. At the beginning of the season here this year, all, all four of the teams that are coming this year were in the top 20 of the NCAA rankings, so we, we've got some good ones coming.
4: So, Robert, we'll, we'll give you the final word, and this. the next sort of 12 hours for yourselves in Boston. What's it look like? Um, Sounds terrible. Sounds terrible.
5: Fairly, it's, fairly, it's fairly hectic. Um, well, I mean, obviously, we, we um, the governor has very graciously allowed the State House to be sponsored by one of the State Reps to allow us to do the announcement in the State House. Um, so we're going we're gonna do the announcement from be- between 2 and 330 today uh, it'll be the the obviously the iterations of the tournaments it'll be the announcement of the book and then um, we're gonna have a panel of people that were in the room that first day in the Parkman house uh, so Sarah Fraser Eugenio Flaherty Steve myself um, Joe Britannia Steve Hagwell's coming up and we're gonna to do like a question and answer around the memories of that first day just for the for the nostalgia of it all to be like and then uh, Steve and I are sitting down with the two commissioners to look at uh, twenty-five and twenty-six. And then we're going to watch Coach Keith. Part of him? we're going to watch Coach Keith. He's playing some team in Boston tonight. That uh, starts with B. Um, and we're going to go and have a. And we're going to go and check out and see whether the man, the myth, the legend is the man, the myth, the legend. If you know what I mean, you know. So we're looking very, very much looking forward to that as well, David. Um, it's, so it's going to be a hockey day. Then tomorrow night, uh, I'm going to see Harvard and Princeton at Harvard. And then on Saturday night, we're going to drop into the first period of North Dakota and BU. So it's a it's a it's full on hockey for the next three days.
4: So maybe you could just take one minute to introduce our next guest, who's coming on just after this, and tell us a little bit about what this project is he's come up with. Joe's coming next. Excellent. Well, I mean, Joe, as you
5: well know, has been um, committed to this. Um well, we had a funny interlude the other night where I asked him, when did you finally decide that it was going to happen? And he looked at me, he said, when Steve told me it was going to happen. So I said, mm-hmm. enough, <laughs> hands up, <laughs> Steve gets his acknowledgement at last. Uh, no, Joe Bertania is a dear friend of Belfast, he's a dear friend of the Giants, he's a dear friend of the tournament. And it has been one of the joys of my life to co-author ring the bell with him. So, um, with with uh, with all of the love that we can give from our city, for the help that he's given us for for hockey in Belfast, for the tournament, for the Giants. Uh, I am delighted to be able to say that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm super happy that my friend Joe Britannia is going to be coming on to talk to you from the Geek Bridge.
4: Robert, last and in closing, you throw a lot of ideas against walls to see what sticks. You've, you've referenced Steve there and how much work he's done and, and different people that have done their little bits over the years. How proud are you of Steve and yourself and, and making this happen?
5: Well, I mean, it is, I said it in the book, David, and it's probably the, the most fitting epitaph that I have for the tournament. You know, you know, we've got a couple of heartbeats that work for us, people that have taken the program to levels that I would never have imagined. Remember, you know, I wasn't a hockey guy. So, so you know, I couldn't have done it without something couldn't have. No point. just no point in saying it. I could not have done it without And Johnny, to that effect as well, yeah. I couldn't have done it without the two guys. So that makes me proud that, that, that they were able to take something that they were passionate about it and bring it to Belfast. That's the first thing. The second thing is, you know, and I've said this in the book, and I, I, I suppose it's, 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 it's what sums up who we are. Good things happen when good people come together. And on that day in Boston, back in 2014, there were a lot of good people in that room who got what we were talking about and came together to make a good thing happen. And I can't say any more than that. When, I, when I'm when i 10 years later, I can walk into a room and meet all these outstanding, happy professionals who we can call friends. What's, what's a much what's a better epitaph than that for the Friendship for?
4: Well, I think that's uh, it's, it's a fantastic epitaph because, Whoever came up with the the friendship for, we've made friendships. I never believed I would be standing as you see in the picture. Yeah. Steve Hagwell, call him a friend, and we've met so many great people over the last ten years, and hopefully, more on into them. the future. Well, there's there's more to meet. So, look, Robert, meet. Steve, enjoy your time in Boston. Really look forward to the announcement tonight, and thanks very much for your time on a view from the bridge this week.
5: Yeah, Thanks very much. Talk to you soon. Take care.
4: Joe, listen. Thanks for joining us. Um,
3: Before we talk about today's announcements on the future of the Friendship Four, you've taken the time to look back at the beginnings and the legacy of the tournament and put pen to paper. Tell us more.
6: So it actually started about a year ago. I went to uh, uh, Belfast in November to see the uh, return of the Friendship Four after our COVID hiatus. And uh, Robert Fitzpatrick had arranged 35 interviews for me uh, in a small room outside of his office. They did everything short of... Sliding food under the door, uh, you know, every so many hours, but I talked to people from the staff to, uh, coaches to players who played in the tournament and then came back to play for the giants. Um, uh, mayor, former Lord mayors. It was, it was a great way to immerse myself into it used a lot of the material Uh, came over here back home and and probably doubled the number of interviews. And um, in September, we did kind of a mad rush. And if if people know Robert or his style, uh, he kind of dropped it on the printer in September that we wanted 25 (laughs) in four weeks. So um, talk about a labor of love. It was really uh, so much fun to revisit all the games. And and the book is not just a a hockey book. It it does recount all the games and the statistics and things like that. But each chapter has a theme that was very much part of putting this together from friendship to opportunity, to inclusion, to education. And, uh, um, and, and the, photographs are really the star of the book. Uh, uh, William cherry was the photographer for the giants provided the bulk of the photos and, um, and, and I'm, I'm quite uh, proud of the finished product.
3: Why do you think this story this story needs told? Why do you, what is it about the friendship for and about what was created and what is you know we, we the legacy of it? What do you think it is that you know shines out from the book?
6: Well, I, I first of all it was one of those you know this can't be can't be done type of things and and the, the will of Robert and and then the people to make it happen, you know the 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 governing body of college sports in the United States has never had any games outside of the United States that actually counted the n- numerous teams tour Europe or tour other parts of the world and play friendlies. Um, Robert from the beginning wanted this to be about real, real games, meaningful games, which I guess in a way showed that we were invested in it as well as the people that were hosting us and coaches being what they are at every level. They like to control things and moving games across the ocean. Um, Time differences, cultural differences, arena differences. Um, the, the biggest challenge is getting coaches to buy into it that there was a message here beyond the hockey and to, to get over your your fears of not being able to control the atmosphere. Um, and then I think a lot of people, you know we're, we're we call our athletes student athletes and, and quite often we spend most of our time talking about how we're going to get them to pro hockey um, and we forget that they're students. And this this experience, is exactly what we should be doing where it's an educational experience for the players and it advances their hockey. It does both. Uh, A lot of them weren't familiar with the history in Belfast. Many of them had uh, professors that traveled with the team or actually set up courses before they came over. Um, You know, the story of how the giants have been successful in bringing people together uh, largely because there's no kind of uh, history, sectarian history of hockey in, you know, you don't, if you say your dad played hockey, you don't think, oh, then we must be whatever. You know, hockey is a relatively new sport, uh, maybe less than 30 years, I think, in in Belfast. And uh, and it's had a great history of bringing people together. And I think we like to believe that the colleges have extended that dynamic of uh, of being uh, influencing, you know, good behavior and, and bringing people together.
3: I think you just led perfectly on to what my next question is going to be with regards to the benefits and the legacy of it. obviously the benefits in regards to the student athletes. You know, we've spoken to so many who have come and played for Belfast or played in, in the elite league as such. And those I've always spoke about, some of them had never been out of North America before. Some of them had never experienced another country before. So to have that opportunity as a student athlete was second to none.
6: Yeah, we had, I think it was a couple of the women's coaches and maybe the same for the men said that it was the first time some of their athletes have been on a plane. And uh, and so they come, they see a new culture. Um, The men obviously have more opportunities because some have have been able to come back and play for Belfast or play in the elite league. Uh, The women don't have the same opportunities, Uh, but we were uh, the commissioners. uh, Steve Hagwell and myself made it a, a, a priority early on because it's part of our DNA to ask how do we get the women involved? And, you know, we have a, a series coming up uh, the third friendship series coming up in January. We're hoping we can continue to push, even though Steve and I don't have the platform we used to have as as full-time commissioners, we, we'd like to see a women's tournament. You know, we'd like them to have the four team tournament play for a trophy. Uh, I'm not even sure they visited the schools like the, the men do. And that's a, that's been a big part of the education is getting, um, Our athletes into the schools, meeting the students and in such a a welcomed feature every year is going to those, particularly the early games, the afternoon games and seeing this, this cheering school children, cheering for whatever school visited their, whatever team visited their school and they have their handmade signs and um, we'd like the women to have the same experience.
3: Obviously, you mentioned yourself and Steve, who have moved on from your roles regards to ECAC and, and hockey. Studio. But of course, regards to Steve, he's handed it over to a former coach of the Belfast Giants in uh, in, yes. in Doug Christensen. The, the future, obviously the announcement
6: today, uh, the, the future of the friendship for it looks bright. It does. And I'm not sure that was always a given when we came back last year. I think there was some trepidation that, uh, geez, we've been away from it for a couple of years. In uh, twenty and twenty one, will the appetite still be there? And we had terrific crowds last year, and it was kind of fun to, from our side to see that Quinnipiac, in winning the championship, went on to win the national championship in the yep. United States. And uh, and so you know we we have come a long way in that there are people lining up to 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 get into this event. There was there were a couple of sketchy moments in the second or third year where we were trying to convince coaches to come, and then once it caught on and people go back and. and and talk about the, the hospitality from the people of Belfast, what a great city it is, what, what a great tournament it is. Now we're able to expand outside the East and look for, for schools in uh, other parts of the country that want to come, and it'll give maybe even higher profile for the event.
3: Finally, before I can't let you go without mentioning that a few weeks ago, you were named as this year's recipient of the Lester Patrick Trophy for outstanding service to hockey in the United States. Many congratulations. Uh, how does it feel to have your work recognized like this?
6: Well, it's a little overwhelming. You look. I got the call from Gary Bettman from uh, the NHL commissioner. You don't get a phone call from the commissioner every, every morning. And um first thing you do, you go look at the award to see who's won it in the past. And that kind of stopped me in my tracks, Th- though though, I think they probably have changed how they go about rewarding it. The last few years have been, I guess you'd call people like myself, builders or officers or, but in the early days, you, you know, it was some of the great hockey players of all time in that, mm-hmm. on that list. So um, it was pretty overwhelming. And, you know, I, I can tell you very honestly, I've had a very blessed uh, life in hockey. It, it, you know, you look at the resume and a lot of people opened doors for me and gave me opportunities. And it's kind of f- funny in a way that you get to be 72 years old and they, you know, they want to give you an award for not messing it up. You know, you had all these <laughs> A friend of mine said, it's like getting a trophy on a Sunday night for having a good weekend. And uh, (laughs) I said, well, I've had a 50-year weekend, and uh, now they're going to give me the trophy. So uh, thank you for bringing that up, and I'm, I'm quite honored by it.
3: Well, I just I, I I found it fascinating, like yourself. I I looked at that list, and you know, but my favorite quote came from uh, from Gary Bettman saying that the first time I first time I saw Joe, I booed him uh, when you were in goal for Harvard and his against his Cornell Big Red. You know, but that to me shows that you know your hard work with, within hockey comes not just from as an administrator and, a, and as a goalkeeping coach with a with the likes of the Bruins, but also comes from being a player on the ice.
6: Yeah, and I tried. You know, I I went to a school where. Um from the first day you're there, you get this message, either subtle or not so subtle that you, you have great benefits for being at Harvard university. You should go out and do something special. Well, I wasn't going to be a doctor or a lawyer or a politician. Um, and, and actually I, it's half joke, half serious. My career ended up because I was trying to avoid wearing a suit and going to an office and doing grown-up work. You know, I wanted to stay in the toy department, so to speak. And, uh, and so my entire life has remained on the academic uh, schedule. I, my year early starts in September and ends in June. And even now I don't have my college commissioner job, but I work for a junior league and I'm, I'm still writing. And I'm uh, I work with a prep school, a uh, uh, high school goaltenders. So I've been able to juggle many jobs um, and tried if, 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 if I wasn't the best in any one of them, I guess, collectively I've, I've created a, a, a unique career, uh, bridging playing, coaching, um, journalism, and administering, and uh, and that's why I feel pretty lucky, and as I said, blessed to to have been able to put it together for so long, and and still make a living out of it, still make friends from it, and and have opportunities like this to, to be talking with you, and and uh, and and still being involved with this event.
3: Fantastic. Well, listen, let's bring it back finally to the book. When will it be available? How do we get a
6: hold of it? So the Belfast Giants website, uh, and I should have all the, the the details. You might know better than I, but the, the Giants are going to be the source. Um, and so they'll be available, you know, at the Giants games through the website. I think people from the United States that order it, I'll probably be the one that will have a stack of them in my office and be mailing them from, from this side. Um, and they'll be available, I would say, in a couple of weeks. Uh, we're we're hoping that, um, uh, you know, they were printed in Antrim and, and, uh, uh, w and G Baird, uh, printer, and they're getting them out to us as soon as possible. The first 15 or so were boxed, and Robert had a very elaborate uh, presentation made. Uh, Doesn't sound uh, like Robert. Oh, yeah. And uh, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was so much fun to watch him in the printer's office in September because I don't know if they knew what was coming. And and uh, he took one deep breath and laid out all his plans and then said, well, can you do that? And they, I don't think he gave them a chance to say no. So um, And they have delivered. So we're very excited about it.
3: Fantastic. Well, listen, Joe, the friendship foregoes from strength to strength, and it's something the hockey community in Belfast are very grateful for. So thank you, and, and thanks for joining us.
6: And my pleasure. Thank you very much.
3: Big thanks to Robert, Steve, and to Joe. Steve's absolutely right, David. It's very important that we remain absolutely neutral in all of this sort of stuff. you would not catch us supporting any one team in particular. It's worth remembering that as you mentioned in your chat with robert there um it's almost 10 years since the mayor of boston marty walsh stood in the giant's locker room and talked to you about the potential of a tournament in belfast
4: Mayor walsh may i be the first to uh welcome to belfast or i suppose looking at your family lineage i could be saying welcome home
0: yeah yeah thank you yeah it's great to be home
4: um obviously hockey is a worldwide sport now but it's it's quite a tight-knit community it must be a source of pride for you that you know so many Boston players are now currently flying the flag for Massachusetts over here in the UK. Yeah,
0: it's great to see it in the league. I mean, you know, I was here four years ago. I watched the Giants play the Bruins uh, here, and I, just the excitement at the game was incredible. And watching people get pumped up, and the Giants scored first in the game, which made everyone happy. Uh, Bruins ultimately won the game, but they, and they also went on to win the Stanley Cup, so... I want to bring the Bruins over here for you.
4: Well, obviously, uh, that was my sixth wedding anniversary the night we played the Bruins. Okay. And now, now it's coming up on my 10th. What about bringing the bean pot back as my present?
0: That would be great. I mean, I think, I, you know, when I go back home, I'm going to talk to them. I'm, I'm a Boston College graduate, so i have certainly talk to Boston College. But I think I think for, for, for Belfast, it would be very exciting. I think people here love hockey. And for the young people that play hockey, it would be exciting for them as well. You know, they, they brought the football over. Uh, the, the college football and I think people have to understand there's excitement around the world for hockey as well
4: and obviously, with uh, our head coach, Boston University alumnus, and, yeah. and, and last year, of course, we had Chris Higgins, probably the of the greatest goal in, in Beanpot history. You know, yeah. There's a good connection here between the Giants and Boston University. There
0: certainly is. There's a, there's a, lot, of, a lot of connections, and, and uh, your coach played with some kids from Dorchester that I know. Chris O'Sullivan at BC and, and, and BU. Excuse me, BU, and uh, knows all, all the uh, all the, the, the a lot of a lot of players around there. So and there's a lot of connections between Ireland and Boston, uh, Irish descent, an awful lot of players.
4: Well, as you say, we've, we've basically populated uh, Boston over the years. We so certainly is, have. Yeah, it would have. be fantastic if we could get something tied up and have his back again. No,
0: it would be great to come back, and I, that, that's a good enough excuse for me to come back, too, to watch watch the Beanpot here in in Belfast. Well,
4: thanks very much for your time. Or Thank enjoy you. Enjoy your stay in the country.
0: Thank you very much. Yeah. All
4: right. Cheers. Ten years ago, David yes <laughs> almost
3: 10 years ago almost 10 years Some
0: of those questions
4: age well didn't they? um <laughs> listen um i i pulled this story a few times on the podcast that it was as it was first morning the writer cup we were around at heaney's house we we're having you know fry and poker morning as we always did first morning the writer cup and Robert phones just get yourself down to the down to the arena need you to do me a favor didn't say what it was got down back then we weren't all kitted up like we, we are now barb stephen murphy's uh quarter zip no got way. a microphone stuck in my hand and this big guy walked in and went this is the mayor of boston speak to him about... <laughs> that's literally that's the literally the uh the script i had Ask him a couple of questions and and uh, obviously mayor marty walsh said a few things that caused a bit of a firestorm in in boston when he said that you know he was going to bring the bean pot to belfast as it turned out you know the bell pots came to belfast and here we are 10 years later buddy. And today, obviously, obviously,
3: there's we have the friendship series th- this year yeah. with Princeton and Providence coming on the fifth and sixth of January to be part of that's the friendship series. And then following on the following November, in at, uh, as always at um, Thanksgiving, we'll have the return of the friendship Four. Yeah. Now, you look at those four universities. Obviously, BU, you mentioned yourself with the interview, with Steve. It's a a team close to his heart, and played for the Terriers himself. Uh, and, and you look at uh, as mentioned in your interview with. Um, marty Walsh, you know, chris higgins in the likes of the with regards to that setup bringing in the likes of notre dame and and harvard and and merrimack just pushes this tournament out a little bit further
4: wow what you know so far we've had hockey east and and ECAC obviously a now big 10 all four teams are top 20 ncaa teams as as we sit today talking about this and like, it, it just extends up another level The what this could bring. And, and I mentioned in the interview with Robert and, and with uh, with Steve Thornton, you know, the opportunities. It's changed. For me, the friendship for has changed the Elite League. Now, yes, everything drips down from the NHL. The game gets faster. The game gets younger. The enforcers have went really are, are a, a breed that aren't in the game anymore. As such, we still love the fast, rough, tough hockey. But that is slowly but surely going out of the game and the game's getting younger and faster. Um, how I mentioned there are the Jim Vandermeers, the Paddy Dwars, these guys that came in at the tail end of their careers, did their masters. Steve Thornton mentioned it. Guys are retiring younger. They're getting into life, real life, younger. So they're coming out of these colleges now, having had that experience, and not just in Belfast, right across the Elite League, guys that have played in the Friendship Four or have mates that played in the Friendship Four have said, mm-hmm. actually, the UK is a really, really good place that they go and play hockey. So that's, you know, what a legacy these guys are leaving. It, and like you say, we'll hear in just a second from Jeff
3: Baum about you know his experiences with regards to, to mm-hmm. the friendship four. But you also look at la, at the last one that took place here in Quinnipiac, who went on to win the national championship, went to the friendship four, won a the lot. There was a great photograph that they produced Brilliant. of of all the trophies on the ice that included. The, the, the bell and then from the from the friendship four and just shows that we're not not that we would we don't have duds coming to this tournament. We have the, the creme to the creme at times coming to this tournament.
4: Absolutely and look how many Simon has the exact number of how many have gone on to to play in the NHL. Mm-hmm. My own my own big mate Yanni Peretz, obviously you know yeah. Big buds um, from la- <laughs> from last year, going on, getting picking himself up an NHL contract. You know, coming in here, backstopping QP to the, the championship, Brilliant. and then going going on. So you know, you're seeing top top level hockey here in Belfast, and and I I I think this you know with the with Notre Dame and and Harvard and stuff coming, it's just elevating again the new level.
3: Let's hear from like, as the aforementioned player for the Belfast Giants. We've had so many of them come through the doors following the friendship for, and one of them. Is Jeff Baum.
7: Jeff, one of our uh, Friendship Four alumni um, with Providence in 2017 and now a Belfast Giants player. What, when did you find out that you were going to be coming to Northern Ireland as um, uh, part of Providence College to, to play in the Friendship Four?
1: I think it was that summer leading into my freshman year at Providence. Uh, we caught wind that we were going to be one of the four teams that was going to be able to come over for the tournament. It was really exciting to, to find out I had buddies that had played in it before, the years prior, so I was really looking forward to getting over here and experiencing that tournament and, you know, getting to travel and see a whole new part of the world and get to play on hockey Play hockey on top of that. It's just uh, the cherry on top.
7: You mentioned there you spoke to people who had played in the friendship before, before that, which was two years before. Um, what sort of comments were they coming back with?
1: I mean, a lot of guys said they had a lot of fun you know, getting to do the tours and such like that, getting to do the Game of Thrones tour at the Titanic Museum and things like that was uh, pretty interesting to learn about, you know, obviously not knowing too much about the history uh, before coming here. And I think that that just built into the anticipation of being able to one, get to come over here for Thanksgiving and get to spend some time with family, but also getting the opportunity to see a part of the world that I had never seen before.
7: Now we know your dad um, is a big fan of Friendship Four. Big fun Belfast Giants. that he made that trip to see you in, in uh, 2017?
1: Yeah, my, uh, both my parents were able to come and my uh, fiance, now Jamie, was able to come over and yeah, get to experience the trip. And you know, for them, they got a really good uh, adventure and got to go on tours every single day. And you know, with the big group from people from Providence was just a lot of fun for them to get to meet more parents and to meet more people from the school as well as getting to travel and uh, see the wonderful sights that uh, Belfast Northern Ireland has to offer.
7: You obviously know that now. Um, and some things never change because your dad certainly does that mm-hmm. every time he comes over as well. Um, let's jump ahead to the French Affair in November 2017. Um, what were your memories of, of the participation?
1: Um, you know, one thing that really stands out to me the most was uh, we did a school visit. I'm sorry, I can't remember exactly what school it was, but, you know, getting to go and do a school visit and seeing the excitement from the kids, uh, just being able to talk to Americans that go to university overseas in the States was just really interesting. And then uh, I think our afternoon game we played in our first game, uh, there was a ton of different schools there. And I thought it was just really fun and awesome getting to see all the kids in the stands. And they had the little banners that they were pulling out and you know they were screaming for different schools, flipping them inside out, not knowing what was on what side. So getting to see the excitement on kids' faces just uh, made it even more special.
7: You obviously were here for a week. Um, and then a couple of years later, uh, the opportunity arises to become a Belfast Giant. Did the visit help in yeah. making the decision, to jump across the, the pond and, and play in the UK? I,
1: I think so. I mean, it definitely had a little bit of a deciding factor to it. Um, when coming over here right after college, I knew you know, about the city and, and how the organization treated the players and how nice the locker room to the staff and everything like that were just, just from coming over here the one time. And I think that it made the decision process a lot easier. And I think that not only does it make it nice for guys to want to come from Belfast from college, but it also opens up the entire league, uh, you know, for more college guys to know that there is this good opportunity to come and play in the UK and get to travel and, you know, don't have to go to europe to get good hockey and come over to uh northern ireland or the uk and get to experience good hockey in front of some really strong fans
7: if you had to pass a bit of experience of you know you're getting on now you've got an a in your chest and the and the belfast giants is your third season you've had a lot of success while you're here if you had to pass maybe a, a little bit of knowledge down to some of the kids for argument's sake in providence college and the opportunity came along to play in belfast what would you say
1: i mean I just uh, keep your doors open keep your options available i think that you know Uh, You can grind it out and get to experience something that you probably never would have had the opportunity to. I was pretty fortunate to be able to come over here in my first year and, you know, been lucky to make the best out of what we've had and had some really good teams and some great success. And I think that aside from that, I've been able to build really strong relationships with not only my teammates, but just people around Belfast. And I think that there's a wonderful opportunity for guys to be able to travel and get to experience things uh, firsthand.
7: You look at the the NCAA colleges. There's four being announced today for the 2024 uh, tournament, and obviously we're missing it this year, which um, you know we wish it would, it would be here. Uh, you've been here for um, the Friendship Four as a as a spectator, um, and it, it, it's the quality of the of the play, it's the quality of the the opponents that, the, that each team are facing. It's just top notch hockey. Yeah,
1: it is. I think that uh, there's a big comparison and a big jump from college to pro hockey and I think that uh, for people that have not really gotten to experience what college hockey is all about it's it's a very fast-paced high intensity game Uh, guys get really really physical even you know a little bit more physical with the cages on guys are able to kind of be a little bit more reckless having full protection and they are uh, able to get out there and you know get some good block shots and guys are really desperate to uh, make an impact for you know, for a lot of kids, uh, college hockey is kind of the the last route that they get to take on. So they make sure that while they're playing, they get the op- they uh, put all their heart on the line and get to enjoy the game.
7: You said there a few minutes ago that the opportunity when you came here and you looked around the Titanic Museum, you looked around at the arena and you live in an apartment right between the two of them now. Yeah. Um, you get to see them every day.
1: Yeah, it's crazy full circle. I think that um, coming here for the tournament was one thing that was just a, a great opportunity uh getting to take full advantage of getting to play here my first year was awesome and then to be able to come back for another two years has just been really a blessing and I think that really shows full circle that if you keep your head down and keep working you can uh, accomplish a lot of things
7: and a little bit home from home with yeah. Dallas
1: <laughs> Dallas Dallas has always uh, got a special place in my heart
7: Big
3: thanks to big thanks to Jeff. Just go show, like you know we, we said we mentioned before like Jeff there with Darcy Murphy has come through. We've had um Matt Foley in that last year. Guys, you have had experience of coming here and you you mentioned it as well. It's I think you're absolutely right. It's not just the Belfast Giants where we've had players come straight from the NCAA who've played the friendship for and experience. You know playing in the UK. There are a lot of teams across the Elite League, and it has changed the Elite League. I
4: think the 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 whole focus on college hockey now even new sports and stuff these mm-hmm. guys are in the shop window steve thornton has put them in the shop window for for contracts in the uk and i guess when these guys come to belfast we're almost trying to give them a springboard and the champions hockey league and all that we can give them the showcase their talents right across europe certainly in that early part of the season obviously we want them to stay the whole year and beyond bomber three years darcy murphy a couple of years scott conway has obviously came here Um not sure whether scott played in the friendship four or whether Neither. He was a problem, yeah. So, um, you know, players that have played in the French F Four came here, had really good careers with Belfast, springboard on to further success within Europe. You know, what's not the like about that?
3: One other thing to mention as well before we start to wrap things up here is it was mentioned by Robert and by by Joe, of course, is this book that's been co-authored by the two of them, Ring the Bell, which looks at the history and the successes of the of the Friendship Four. And as Joe mentioned in, in his interview, has a lot of great photographs from William Cherry and all his statistics. It, it, it'll it be available from the Belfast Giants website and uh, it looks like it's gonna be a, a, a
4: good piece of work. Can't wait to get my hands on a copy, you know, um you know i'm like when it comes to statistics but nostalgia is a big thing for me as well and remember being so privileged in that first year to sort of get the look after we had it up in the in the corporate there and had the big cake and but it was my job to get that from there and get it down to um down to ice level where Glover and stuff took it off me then and and got it onto the ice for the presentation um so many good memories we've met so many people i never thought i'd meet people that have made friendship with over ten years, whose names I won't mention because <laughs> they wouldn't want to be associated with me, but you know, guys <laughs> with, with with Marty Walsh's, you know, buddies and and stuff there that first season. Um, That's right. Absolutely great times. It's just obviously, every year almost time up with Murph. to have a wee beer at the end of the at the end of it, and it's just been so much fun. And there's been so many good times, and now they're immortalised within that book. I love the story of the Bell. I'm sure it'll be in there. You know, you for for people that don't know it used to be the the you know the bell from templemore avenue school that was the bell wrong to get people in the morning to let people go home in the afternoon and that we used belfast school night that bell goes all over the world so well not all over the world over to north america back but um some some great great stories it's that it, that that sort of that sort of finish to the
3: friendship Four always brings the, the, the hairs in the end because the idea of the of that of the captain going centre ice and ringing the bell I've always yeah. said it's just a, a a pretty unique and a wonderful way to, to lift a, a, a trophy. But yeah, so that book, the ring the bell, is also going to be handy for me when it's going to be handy for me when you know we sign players and I end up having to text either you or says and saying did he play in the friendship Four? because it sounds familiar I can just take the book. I'll just take the book yep. and just check to see if he's in the book. But uh, that'll be available. Ring the bell; it'll be available from the Belfast Chance website. The friendship series, Princeton and uh, and um, Providence in in the women's hockey NCAA, comes in in January. Davey, uh, again, this is this. You no, know, sometimes it you sometimes you feel the friendship four uh, does often overshadow because it's you know it's four teams, the NCAA four team. This is still a
4: fantastic event as to come hand in hand with the friendship four. And I don't think it's being condescending to say, especially in this country, the women's game is still catching up with the men's game. So perhaps, you know, this is something we can do. I I, I referenced in my interview with Robert, you, me, sis, Robert, thoughts, all parents of girls and we're passionate about women's sport first and foremost and opportunities for our girls to do whatever they want to do and should that be play hockey great we seen pictures yesterday of lily doing that's uh, you know field hockey opportunity to play ice hockey if they want just to have those opportunities and if you can't see it you can't be it so these girls and what i mean by that these girls can't be ice hockey players if they can't picture themselves in that they they need their heroes to be on their ice so they can go look up them. I want to yeah. a bit like the lionesses in England. The the women's football in in England is accelerating at a pace because visibility on television, ease of getting the games now, price point, all those sorts of things. You can actually see women playing football on TV now, so you can go and be your hero, and that's what it's yeah. all about. Going and being your hero, and you know I such an advocate for women and and any line of work but in, in in sport I think it's fantastic what we're doing
3: my my niece plays under 16 for Liverpool Football Club and this week they've Sorry, moved to their <laughs> this week they' I'm fantastic this week they've moved um away from the what was basically a joint training ground at Newer Kirby, to their own training ground at Melwood, the old Melwood Liverpool training ground, which is now f- exclusively for the women. So it's going to be, you know, the women's first team, the under 18s, the under 21s, the under 16s. So they're all in that same sort of so there's investment you say about the lionesses there's investment going into women's sport going right across mm-hmm. the board and and i think that the you know, manise is going to see that it's wonderful that this is happening and it, and the friendship series on the 5th and 6th of january and no doubt it'll be as brilliantly supported as the friendship four has been in years gone by yeah um and i think that's i think that wraps everything up As to say fantastic here of a new edition of the friendship for series those teams against are boston university merrimack um notre dame and harvard always i always forget did. that one it's a little little known little known university called harvard and that to be harvard, by the way did you yeah Har- yeah did you harvard business school or you mm-hmm. just like drop you just popped in oh no I just picture the gates that's oh, sound. <laughs> well, yeah, well done, mate. Well done. <laughs> but yeah, that'll take place next November, and no doubt it'll be another fantastic tournament. David, thanks for joining us, mate. And, uh, we'll, we'll speak to you on Tuesday. And a big thanks to Robert Fitzpatrick, Steve Thornton, Joe Britannia, and of course, Jeff Baum. Uh, we'll be back, as we say, next Tuesday to reflect on the last two weeks. But until then, wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hockey. And we'll catch you here next time on a view from the bridge.